afternoon I'd like to um, offer a metta practice fairly similar to the ones uh, that we did yesterday and the day before, this time with an option to invite in a difficult person. And uh, there have been a few questions that have come up about this whole business of what do we do, uh, how does metta come in in relation to really difficult people. Um, and so I'd like to just offer a few reflections around that. And also, you know, some of that is coming in note form and it doesn't pertain to this particular question, but it just reminded me that we, we're getting quite a lot of notes with questions that are unsigned and it makes it difficult for us to respond to you if you don't sign your name. So if you, if you uh, leave a note for us, please sign it if it requires a response anyway. Because um, be not everything feels like this space. You know, we can't respond to all the, all the questions in the hall. So one of the questions that did come by note is, what's the role of meta in circumstances where others, through ignorance or ill will, are harming us? And this is really, it's really difficult, isn't it, to um, be asked to have metta or feel metta or practice metta towards people who are doing harm, particularly to us, but who we see doing harm generally. And so one of the things that I think really um, is worth doing is to spend time reflecting on what do we actually really mean and intend in this wish for one another's well-being. And, you know, if I think of somebody who, to whom I feel anger because they're behaving in ways that I, seem, I see as profoundly unskillful, either towards me or, you know, we can think of many figures in the public arena. Um, <laughs> if you think about these, these wishes, like in the chant that uh, you did again yesterday evening, about the wish that may a person be free from hostility, free from ill will, you know, free from harm even. That's actually quite a good thing to wish for anybody, isn't it? Whether they are likable or unlikable. You know, the world would be a lot better, safer place if we were all free from hostility and ill will. And so if, if we kind of stretch our imagination about what it is we're aspiring to for, for these people what, and what actually well-being really means even in ourselves. Like, so we're, wishing, we're actually wishing ourselves freedom from hostility and ill will, freedom from fear and anxiety. And I think that's not too much to, to offer people who even who are threatening to us because they're... They're usually threatening because they feel somehow under threat themselves. And so this is a kind of like, if you like, a kind of, I'm just making this up now on the spot, but a, a kind of global inner disarmament wish, isn't it? That we kind of all um, lay down our weapons and abide peacefully. So we don't have to, you know, wish them happy, win the lottery and all this kind of thing. <laughs> But actually to, to wish people ease and peace is actually creating a safer world. That can still feel like a big stretch. And so another thing to, to reflect on is 
how actually, you know, as, as, as Chris was so beautifully explaining last night, we don't really, we, we, we individual human <laughs> beings are really unknowable entities, that we're actually not just one self that's manifesting. And what happens when we've identified as somebody as a difficult person is our mind tends to zero in on the bits of them that we find difficult. And that becomes all we perceive. With a lot of people, it's actually not so difficult to bring to mind other aspects of them where they're just a relatively non-problematic human being with the same um, vulnerabilities that we have or to find something good about them. So the more we can turn our mind to people's goodness or their potential for goodness, then the more actually there's something that feels easier to meet with our meta practice. And where we can't find anything good, then coming back to this, may they be free from hostility and free from ill will. May they be free from hate. May they live in peace. It's really good. Because what we're actually doing in this is we're we're protecting our own heart from actually um, the defilement, as it's called in the traditional language, but from, from the impediment or the suffering of harboring ill will. You know, what we really don't want is to tip into a feeling of vengefulness to, towards people who are creating harm because that perpetrates a cycle of inward, if not also outward, violence. But also it achieves nothing, actually, in terms of um, preventing them from doing anything harmful and it just hurts us. So the classic um, image of... Uh, you know, harbouring resentment towards somebody is like picking up a hot coal, a burning coal in order to throw it at them. But in the process, you, it's your own hand that gets burnt. Or drinking poison, you know, um, trying to poison somebody else by drinking the poison yourself. You know, it's, this is not um, a useful or uh, helpful state to be macerating our own hearts and minds in. And so practicing metta, even towards difficult people, is actually has a protective function. It protects this heart and mind. It also protects us from um, causing harm. And actually, most likely, it de-escalates any conflict that's around us. So I know that one of the words that we used, that was offered for the metaphrases, was, was the word safe. And actually, I've reflected on this quite a lot in my own meta practice, even for myself, when I wish, may I be safe. It can have many nuances of meaning. On the one hand, may I be safe from outward harm that's coming towards me. But I also include within that the aspiration, may I be safe in relation to other people? You know, can I be a safe person for others to be around? And that feels a much more kind of well-rounded and holistic way to hold this aspiration of safety. So you can, you can be really reflective and creative and realistic in how you, how you hold these words in your mind. 
And of course, choosing also having the liberty, you know, we offer certain words and phrases. If they don't fit, find your own. But you can also be be thoughtful about, okay, what do I really mean by this? You know, it's not just, um, you know, that it it becomes really something that you can get your heart fully behind, something that feels authentic. Another thing that I like to do in meta practice is have this sense that in... uh, repeating these wishes or these thoughts that actually I'm generating a kind of energy field within me or around me between myself and the person to whom I'm offering metta. And if we start with easy people and we get this field established, then sometimes it feels not such a stretch to actually admit entry to the more start to admit entry to the more difficult people from the outside so rather again rather than feeling that you have to be pumping out something to difficult people it's just can you just allow them into the edges of your zone of well-wishing so to speak so that that approach also sometimes helps me And then when there's a really, a really sticky person, usually somebody who's close to us, and there's one of these really tangly, knotty dynamics, and, you know, maybe they keep, they won't leave us alone in our meta practice. They was like, what about me? What about me? And, and it's very easy to fall into the, the papancha and the our internal argument and discussion and who's right and who's wrong and yes I wish you well but you should really do do this or apologize for that is to actually rather take the whole relationship the whole the whole bundle of the relationship as the thing to which one offers the meta you know and maybe using the words we may we be safe and peaceful in the midst of this quite difficult, painful relationship or whatever, so that it doesn't get so sort of polarised between it's either my well-being or their well-being, and that's that, you know, (laughs) there's no alternative. It's an either-or situation. Maybe this can be a both-and situation. Maybe we can both find what we need, both find the healing that we need in the middle of this. Yeah, so just to to really um, reiterate that the the purpose of this is to to open our heart and to pre- protect ourselves from having to uh, to feel like we there are people that we have to shut out of our world that we have to defend against with our own ill will because the ill will is never really helpful. One of the things I found very interesting, a colleague and friend of ours was exploring a lot the, the kind of the, the feel and the sense of the different hand gestures or mudras that you find in Buddhist iconography. And there's this gesture like this, or with both palms up in front of you, a little way in front of you, or sometimes one hand in front of you, which is a gesture of fearlessness. And if one does that, you have a real sense, this is, a, this is setting a boundary here. This is a saying of no. And we can do that without closing the heart. But we can just have this inner sense of, I'm, I'm saying no, I'm not going to take on 
the hurt that this person's perpetrating. I'm not going to take on their ill will, but I'm also, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also not going to close down my heart. So there's a sense in which we can have one hand that's firmly doing this and the other hand that is open, palm upwards. You might play with that if you want to, just to see what it's like to hold your hands in that position and get a sense of, I can say no and I can keep my heart open to somebody. And you can fiddle around because it may be that a different gesture feels like, I was thinking earlier, one hand on the heart and a no. Like what... What helps you sense into the possibility of clear boundaries without resorting to ill will? You know? And it's a work in progress for all of us. It's really a work in progress. So let's do some practice. Find a comfortable seat. the way that I'll guide this is I'll begin with ourselves and then move on to a friend or benefactor and then you can invite in whoever you like and possibly a a difficult person if you'd like to do that. I would recommend not going straight to your most difficult person. Just try to begin with somebody who's just a little bit difficult. Probably includes a lot of people, actually. But anyway, um, <laughs> our friends in their difficult moments. Uh, but if you want to, as as I do this, if actually you feel mm, I don't want to do myself now, I want to skip straight to a friend, or I want to stay with myself, you know, please just let my words fade into the background. Let them be a cue to you to pick up. Uh, the meta practice, how you want to do it this afternoon. So again, as usual, beginning by taking time to just settle into the body. Body resting on earth. Heart resting into the body. Head resting into the heart. Just noticing if there's a willingness to step into a meta practice just now. It helps to, you know, kind of give oneself one's consent to 
picking this up. And if it really feels like not the right thing, you can just also let the words recede into the background and continue with your other practice. Just beginning by feeling the sensations in the body and the perhaps the rhythmic rising and falling of the breath. Receiving the nourishing, soothing qualities of the in-breath. And on the out-breath, relaxing, letting go. Sensing the whole body sitting here. Belly center, the heart center, and all the way out to the surface of your skin. Do you encounter any places of tightness or contraction, inviting them to soften? Maybe particularly bringing some attention to the face and softening the muscles in the face. Around the eyes. Maybe offering yourself the hint of an inner smile. And... If it's helpful, you might want to bring up an image of yourself in your mind. Or you might just sit with this whole felt sense of your own presence. And then beginning to offer yourself words or phrases of kindness, of friendliness. May I be safe. 
May I be safe in the midst of this, just however it is right now in my life, in this moment. May I be well. Well as possible in body and in mind. Letting the words drop in and maybe feeling their ripples of resonances. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness. Leaning into whichever words or phrases resonate for you. Letting this intention spread through the whole body, through the whole of your being. And when the thought fades, dropping in again like a pebble into a pond, may I be safe and well. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness. Perhaps feeling into the body, to the heart space, to the center of the chest and the belly. Imagining that light and warmth, spaciousness, could pervade this area of the body. Noticing what sensations are there. Perhaps there is some sense of spaciousness. And when the intention fades, just dropping the words in again. And one can drop the words in fairly frequently. It helps to cut through distraction and proliferation. You don't have to worry about kind of this this particular wish of metta or moment of metta needs to be perfect before I repeat. It's like we're going for good enough, not perfect. 
This wish is good enough. Playing in your own time using whatever image or way of visualizing yourself or feeling yourself is helpful. Using these phrases or phrases or a word of your own, perhaps more of an image of warmth or light that could suffuse and pervade your being. May I be safe in the midst of this. May I be well, as well as possible in the midst of this. be peaceful in the midst of this. May I live with ease and with kindness. Checking in with the body, staying connected with the body, checking in with the heart space and letting whatever's arising be held in kindness. 
in this field of friendly attention. Trusting in the sincerity of your aspiration and good wishes. Then you might like to invite to the mind any being for whom it would feel easy, with whom it would feel easy to share your friendship and goodwill. Maybe a human being, a friend or a benefactor, maybe your dog or your cat, your favorite tree. Anything that would help you connect with this wish for that being's safety and well-being, for their flourishing. Maybe forming an image of this being in your mind's eye or just having a felt sense of their presence. may picture them smiling at you, yourself smiling at them and them smiling back. And just inclining the mind, offering this wish or your own wishes, may you be safe. be well. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness. Just exploring this for a while in your own time, at your own pace.
refreshing the intention by dropping in the words again when the mind wanders or when the intention fades. As you tune into the body and rest in this, in the sincerity of these intentions, you may have a sense of a field of goodwill, of peacefulness, of non contention, in which whatever's difficult, whatever might be arising in the heart can be bathed and held in the light of kindness. You and your friend or benefactor may be both here inhabiting this field of kindness, of goodwill, of peace. If and when you feel inclined, you could begin to invite others into this field. It may be the people around you. There may be particular beings coming to mind. You might also want to include someone who's a little challenging. Just seeing what your heart-mind has the, the energy or the interest for this afternoon. Who else could you begin to allow into this field of well-wishing? Whether close to the periphery or closer in. It's helpful using these phrases, may you be safe. May you be well. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness.
If at any time you feel that you need to bring your wishes back to yourself, coming back to yourself, may this being be safe and well. Peaceful in the midst of this. And for the last couple of minutes of the meditation, just perhaps saying goodbye to whoever has joined you in this space and coming back to yourself. Just dropping any phrases or particular intentions and just opening to what's here, noticing how the mind feels at the moment. Receiving the weather pattern in the mind. 
receiving the sensations in the body. Welcoming yourself just as you are in this moment. Thank you. There's an opportunity for some walking now if you'd like to do that and you might see whether you'd like to continue uh, at any point with the practice of metta. You can also take it into the walking practice or um, just pick this up at any time when it feels that that would be a helpful thing to you to do. And then there'll be another sitting at 3.45.